We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Field of 68. Field of 68 till I die. You got somebody, hey, Jeff, shut up. Hell no. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out for a second. <laughs> this is Alabama coach Nate Oates. When we're not playing, I watch Field of 68's After Dark Show. This is coach Bruce Pearl. I love the Field of 68 After Dark Show. This is Duke head coach John Shire. Check out Field of 68 After Dark. This is Xavier head coach Sean Miller. I highly encourage you to take a look at After Dark. Now listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting ready. This is Field of 68 After Dark. Hello from Houston, everybody, and a happy Wednesday night to all of you. Welcome to the Field of 68 live from the Final Four, our comprehensive coverage throughout the next days to lead up to crowning a national champion is underway. We are presented, as always, by Bet Rivers. We're presented by Underdog Fantasy, and we're coming to you live tonight amongst our series of different venues we'll be at from Little Woodrow's Edo in Houston. We're at 2019 Walker Street, right here in Houston, right by Minute Maid Park. Come stop and see us. If you're in the Houston area, come over. Again, 2019 Walker Street, Little Woodrow's. They got great food. They got great drinks. He's Jeff Goodman. He's Terrence Oglesby. He's Rob Dalster. Randolph Childress will join us. We've got Trevor Valise. We've got Dagan Hughes doing the ones and twos. And I'm John Fanta. And, folks, we started with a field of 68. Here we are with the final four, and that is UConn. That is Miami. That's San Diego State and Florida Atlantic. So, Jeff, how do you feel about this entire week? I'm torn. I really am torn because, again, as much as I like this field and I like the novelty factor of, of these three teams especially, but just the field not being what we're normally accustomed to, not what it was a year ago with the big boys, with the blue bloods, I just don't know how much the casual fan is going to get into this. I don't know how much Houston, which is normally not a great city for the Final Four because it's spread out, how much it's going to be electric with, with fan bases like FAU. San Diego State's okay. Miami's okay. UConn's pretty darn good. I, I, again, I'm torn on this thing. They're okay. They're all Final Four teams at this point. No, no, fan bases. Oh, fan, fan bases. bases. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. No, I, I think there's still some excitement. There, there's not that broad appeal of last year's, right? The Villanova, the North Carolina, the Duke, uh, the Kansas. That being said... We still have four really good basketball teams and contrasting styles with a few of them too, which for basketball heads like us makes it intriguing. 
And not to mention a lot of other fun things happening around the sport of college basketball over the next two or three days as far as coaching changes. Transfer portal has been nuts. Still a lot happening in the world of college basketball, not just the Final Four. The thing that I'm most concerned about here, and, and tell me if you guys think this is crazy, is probably uh, the, the way that San Diego State got here, the way that they were allowed to defend. More than anything else, that is my my biggest takeaway. No, you hate concern. the Aztecs, right? I don't you, hate, they they hate you. Their fans hate I, you. Well, they, their fans don't like me. <laughs> do. But I don't, I don't like rewarding that style of basketball where you basically dare officials to call fouls in every possession. They're not going to call Butler fouls did in it. every possession. Butler did it back Butler, when Brad Stevens yeah, was saying. Butler did it. Tennessee's you weren't killing Tennessee them. Did it. You weren't killing Brad. Nope. No, no, UConn was though. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know if they were killing them. But um, no, that, that's that's just my biggest issue. Is like this is the biggest stage that college basketball is going to be on. More eyeballs are going to be on this weekend than there are anything else in college basketball this season. And to try to get people uh, excited about the sport and involved in the sport and paying attention to it long term to grow new fans, you don't want to be having 57-56 rugby matches. No, agree on the agree. court. Like that, that's my only concern with it. Beyond that, like I love the storylines. I love Florida Atlantic. Like what that represents. I love the concept of San Diego State making it to a Final Four after their season when they had a chance to be a Final Four team in 2020. But we had the storylines and the big boys last year. We had it all. Yes. We had it all. We were spoiled we by were last st- year. Oh, so, right. And it was the first Final Four back from COVID, so everybody right. was right. going yeah. nuts. Yeah. And where was it? T.O., where was it last year? It was in New Orleans. Right. Oh. Oh. Like, can we, we just do that all. again? Can we bring Kane back? Uh, and after some <laughs> of the things I saw, no. <laughs> <laughs> bring Kay back. I can't watch. It won't be Kay's last ride. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. When's Let him ride again. going to come out? You have to celebrate the one-year anniversary of It's Not About Me. <laughs> that about image. Me. That was a great image. Hey, the golf cart. Here's the thing. If you're an Aztec fan out there and you're like, I hate this show already. I'm turning it off. Here, I'm going to pay some respect on San Diego State. Because when we talk about programs... I think the casual fan says, well, I, I'm, if Duke, Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky are in it, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I get that. We all get that. But at a certain point, Terrence Oglesby, you know, you cover Furman closely. So when you get to the tournament, it's one thing. When you validate it with a win over Virginia, it totally changes the program. San right. Diego State over the last six years. San Diego State over the last six years. 107 wins to 22 losses. And I feel like nobody would have guessed that until now we're able to talk about it. Can you speak to what it means and what it says to you that teams like the Aztecs and Florida Atlantic are here on this stage? That's not just a one-hit or two-hit wonder in the tournament. They actually made the Final Four. Well, the Mountain West has been begging for more recognition all season long and last year, especially after going 0-4. At the horrible NCAA, tournament. yeah, horrible tournament last You're a season. Mountain West guy now, aren't you? I am a Mountain West guy. They adopted me, so I'm I'm, I'm bringing that one all the way <laughs> on. But no, I think it says a lot to their consistency. It says a lot about the Mountain West Conference having a team go as far as what they are. And guys, you can't take away it. You, we talk about these slugfests. Vir, Virginia and Texas Tech played an NCAA tournament finals a few years That's ago. It true. turned out to be a classic. And it wasn't all that high scoring either. Somebody, no, that I was, that was somebody tweeting out a writer beforehand how bad a game it was going to be. Well, and here, it ended up being a great game. For the first like eight minutes, I think it was six to four, eight minutes in, yeah. 
And then it ended up being an all, literally an all-time classic. It was one of the only games where we had a, a shot made in the final 10 seconds that tied or changed and the league. And if we have that again. Yeah, I was going to say. We'll need, we it. need that. Yeah, a moment. Great a moment. You need yeah. a moment. Yeah. You need a half-court shot sure. or a buzzer-beating three, right. which, look, look at the FAU San Diego State spread. Right. It's going to be a final possession game. It, it is surprising it's only two. I would have thought it was in a four. Uh, but, again, San Diego State plays such a low-scoring game. Because you're hating That's on why. Florida Atlantic. No, you don't, I, I, you don't give any respect to the I Owls and Dusty May. I was hey, in Boca. You hate Dusty May. I went to Boca. I hung out with Did them. Did you go to Boca? <laughs> Did you go to Boca? When they were, hey, when they were yeah. hanging with, a, as, as Theo says, a ventriloquist. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, where, that's where retirees go, right? Huh? That's where retirees go is Boca. They're gonna have, you they're are gonna 73 have, years old, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> to they're going to go to Boca from no, here. He's not dealing with in Vegas and here. I may be headed to Boca for retirement. They're going to have a wheelchair parade in Boca if FAU <laughs> wins the next two. All right. Uh, we have a ton coming up on tonight's show. We'll have special guests throughout the week. We've got six consecutive days of coverage from different locations. Rob will give you the rundown, but we got special guests. we got Blue Blood Talk coming up in our second hour. What else do we have? There were rumors about uh, some a sort of, of a draft. Stuff. Oh, a draft. Yeah, we're going to do – no, we're not going to do the draft. We're cutting the draft today. Cutting oh. the draft. Yeah, get rid of it. Come All up right. with come up with good content. You know I what? Got I, plenty of content. If you, if you want we to know got what plenty of content tonight. If you want to know what it's like working with Jeff Goodman, we got, we got coaching right. changes. We, yeah, we, we got guys plan. in the portal. We come up. We come up with with graphics. We come yeah. up with a plan. Yeah. And literally, I'm over there getting myself <laughs> a nice Hornitas Ranch water from ranch the bar water. from our lovely bartender. And mm. I then Trevor comes over. Uh, literally three minutes before the show starts, it goes, hey, just so you know, we're scrapping the player draft. Like, Did you do that, right. Trevor? Yeah. Just so, so you know, that's what's happening. All right, let's get to content here. Let's get to the news. This has been one of the most active days in the coaching carousel. Yeah, Give a us lot, lot going on. everything that you've taken away. I'm, I'm going to start with the, not a softball, but the obvious yeah. news here. The big news, Penn State, and they go with Mike Rhodes. Love it. Absolutely love it. Home run hire. Um He's from the area, Lebanon Valley, done a great job at VCU, brings energy, and kind of follow up on, on what Micah Shrewsbury started there. Mm-hmm. And he'll play fast, he'll play a fun style, which you need to do at Penn State. We got three, I don't know, th- almost three and a half million a year to do it. VCU was, was capped out at about two, 2.1. So it was an easy move for him. Easy move for him, and then VCU, Ed McLaughlin, their AD, you know, he's known about this for the last couple of days, right? Mike Rhodes is thinking about it, thinking about it. He's got his list anyway. And a little bit of a surprise move, he's going to finalize with Ryan Odom later today or tomorrow, who, again, got the huge win. He's kind of a regional guy who, who won the big game for UMBC, beating Virginia. Then he goes to Utah State in what was a baffling move. Yeah, that was a strange one. It, it, well, he just felt like he couldn't get Wake, right. couldn't, couldn't get Georgia Tech, couldn't get some of those jobs after the win. Goes all the way out to the Mountain West, does a good job, and now he's coming back and making you know $2 million or so a year, which is pretty much double what he was making at Utah State. And he's back in an area that he's comfortable that then maybe if he wins at VCU, he can then get a job in the ACC, which is what he wants. Here's the thing that I thought was so curious about Rhodes getting the job at Penn State is it's a vastly different style than the rest of the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah. And, guys, that's needed. We, we've yeah. talked time and time again about what the Big Ten needs in order to get some success in March. 
that could be something as you yeah. bring in new coaches, bring in different contrasting styles to where you have to adapt to some of these things. I think not only for Penn State's a good hire, I think for the league it could also help things. The big question I have is, is he going to get the players that he needs to be able to, to win at that level in the Big Ten? I've always said that when you are a team that relies on pressure, that relies on forcing turnovers, and that relies on playing that style, it's very difficult. You're, like, you're capped out at a certain point because at the end of the day, you're relying on the other team to make mistakes. And what, what happens when you have good point guard play? You don't make mistakes. So I, I just I, that's the one thing that I wonder about with the hire. But, I mean, Mike Rhodes knows how to build a culture. He knows how to develop a program over a long-term period. And I He'll do be think, fine. He'll I don't, be fine. I don't know if this leads to big, uh, Penn State winning the Big Ten. But well, I do think it needs to Well, no, hold on a minute. That's not what they're out to, to do. Well, yeah. I'm just well, getting the tournament what again. What I was going to say is that this is going to get them into the tournament a couple times in the next four or five years. I mean, again, that's it's all, is, and you know what he's got? That's the goal yeah, of Penn State. Here's the key. Here's, here's the big key. So, Micah Shrewsbury, when he was uh, negotiating with Notre Dame and Penn State, Penn State gave him an offer with, with an increased NIL. Does Mike Rhodes become the beneficiary of that? Because if he does then you got a good chance at Penn State. It, yeah. Without it, you're going to have trouble. I mean, Micah hit it. He hit it last year. Let's face it, nobody knew Andrew Funk was going to be that good. Right? Nobody knew some of those transfers would be as good as they were. So I, I think, again, they you didn't know Jalen Pickett was going to translate his game Not for Siena. Right. Like true. he did. Yes. And he did it for two years straight. I yeah. want to ask you this because it, it does stem off a question before we get to the rest of the carousel. Here we are at the Final Four. Here we are in another year where the Big Ten got a slew of bits and nowhere to be found here. In fact, only one was able to break through to the second weekend. So Terrence Oglesby has a basketball mind. As somebody who's watching this sport all the time, for the Big Ten fan hey, out there, that, we have a lot of That's not that. true. There was a Big Ten team in the Final Four. Wisconsin didn't score for the last 11 minutes. Oh, against... stop. Yeah, and with that, the Big Ten basketball yeah. season ended. And with it's Wisconsin over. <laughs> go- I, I guess my question is for, the, for the, our Big Ten viewers and listeners out there who are like, what is it going to take? for one of these teams to make it to the Final Four, what is the shift that needs to happen for us to see one of those schools one of these years get into the Final Four? I think this is part of it. You, you kind of need new minds in there. You need new guys. A lot of those coaches have been there for a long time. Maybe not Underwood. He, he's kind of a little bit different. Uh, Shrewsbury was a little bit different. Rhodes was a little bit different. You need different people in the mix if you're a Big Ten school hoping that you're – conference starts to succeed a little bit. They're the same brand of basketball. What, what is it, 15, 16 teams in the league? 13 of which play, in the, yeah. play the same style of basketball. They cover ball screens the same. They pressure the ball the same. You need variability in the league. That's what some of these other bigger leagues have. Big East has that. Mountain West has that. Just look that SEC up and down. has the that. SEC has that. ACC has that. Right. They're, they're, Big Ten is the only, only power conference that doesn't have variability and who – What's that? By the way, we'll You're get laughing. To, well, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, laughing because Randolph Childress heard it. He heard it, and he's fist pumping now in the booth <laughs> because I know he's waiting. He is waiting like a like. There's I nothing else we it. have to say. Hey, I world, can feel it. He look, can, he wants ACC, to come out here and talk. Go ahead. ACC has a team in the Final Four again after having two teams last year. We can go ahead and keep hating if we See? want to. We can go ahead and oh, keep but, but come on. No, no, no. No, 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 It Jeff, was a mid-major Jeffrey, league. Jeffrey, Just because you Jeffrey, get one team into the Final Four doesn't mean it was a great league. Jeffrey, here's the deal. No. A mid- <laughs> Wait a minute. You just call them a mid-major league? They were a mid-major plus league this year. That's a wild oh, statement. Oh, my I'm goodness in the Pac-12. That's a wild statement. All right. Oh. All right. So he, here's the thing. I, the bottom three teams in the league crushed everybody. Outside of that, 
It was competitive. And if you didn't think Miami was come good on. all season, Pitt, come on now. Pitt had a chance to win the league. They were good. No, the ACC <laughs> wasn't good. I mean, how, did, did, Pitt, did Pitt win game in the tournament? Did Pitt win games they in the tournament? Did. Well, they did. They won on. a couple. How, how many did they win two. In, the, in the NCAA? They won, two, was a they won two games in the tournament. One of them was a first game. Oh, man, just keep shell of keep, what it was when you played. You can keep Am making, I wrong? You can keep making are you gonna, are you gonna you debate that? You can keep making excuses for facts. Are you going to debate the fact that the league is a shell of when you played? North Carolina is a shell of when I played. Okay. There's won't still, be for long. There's still really good teams. It's just the wrong teams for Jeff Goodman to call it a good conference. I mean, come on. That's true. Come on. Randolph, you wanna, you, do you want to tag in? Tag team? Tag team. He's coming. You coming Oh, in? he's waiting his in. turn. Come on in. <laughs> I'll bring it back up here. Ran- I'll bring it back to, up To here. me, it's just that the bottom was so awful. The bottom was so That's, awful. It, dro- it drove That's all why. the analytics down. Yes. When Florida State is so bad to yes. start the year. And then Louisville. I mean, I was going to ask this. What is the honest expectation for Kenny Payne in year two? Like for him to retain his I job. Mean, go 500. Go 500. If you can go 500 at Louisville, overall, yeah, go 500. I think they need to make the NIT. Oh, what? Yeah. I think if he shows progress, and again, you're going to go from winning what they won four games, four and 29. If you go from four and 29 to 16 and 16, I I don't I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's that cut and dry. I think you need to see Mm -hmm. and believe that there is growth possible. If you go 16 and 16 and you win 13 games in the non-conference and then you're terrible in ACC play. That's a different conversation than going 16 and 16. Well, sure, you can't win a, two games play, in ACC play. Play. A, play a tough game, play a tough non-conference schedule, and then throughout the course of ACC play, maybe start 0-4, get to 500 by the end of the year, pick up a win over Duke, pick up a win over Carolina at some point. You need to have something there that makes you believe there's reason to be uh, 16 wins optimistic. would be enough. Op- reason to be optimistic. Yes, I think, I think 16 wins, however you get them, and, will be enough. And it's enough. not just having a bunch of transfers that come in and do this on one year. You need to start building that program back up. I don't think you need to build a roster. You need to build a program and a culture so you can show that development. If you go 16 and 16 with a bunch of dudes that are going to be gone next year, like, what's the point? What are we doing here? It'll be enough to save his job for another year. That's what I'm saying. 16 and 16 will? Yes, I think it will. I think a former player like this who's beloved, who is beloved and, and a great dude, yes, I think that's enough to get a third year. All right, let's turn back to this final four. Because I had this big question for you. I specifically remember us coming on the air last week. And one of the first points made by Dr. Rob was that he felt as though... Connecticut- like Dr. Phil? <laughs> Dr. Rob? What, what are you a doctor in? I don't know. What are you a doctor in? Nothing. <laughs> where, where does this come from? You're not an expert in anything? Nothing. Nothing. Zero. You missed, Nothing. Yeah. Parenthood? Uh, jack of all trades, master Maybe of none. Parenthood. Par- well, I don't know parenthood. about that. He's, the guy slept till 11.42. Oh, he did. That's true. <laughs> Can't believe you. I- no don't comment. blame it on your wife either. No comment. Don't blame it on Gabrielle. No comment. So, so last week he said <laughs> these words. He said, Connecticut is playing with house money. Oh, in the Sweet that's 16. A, that's a wild so, what is that about? I don't know. Are they house playing money. with house money in the Final Four? Yeah, absolutely. No! With this field. Absolutely. Unbelievable. This is a wild. Absolutely. There's, there's no pressure on them RC right now. They broke through. All right. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm glad we have it right here. We did it. I don't know if I can do that. Are you kidding? It's not house money. It is not house money. Not with this field. Come on, man. They're the heavy favorite. 
Wait, they, are, heavy they are the heavy favorite. Exactly. That's Saying it. they're playing with house money and they're the heavy favorite. They're heavy not playing with house money now. If they yes. lose now, yes. if they lost it's disappointing. to Miami, it would be disappointing. Oh, hell yeah. But it, if, if, they had, a, if they had lost to Iona, then there would be people sitting here saying Dan Hurley needs I to know, be but fired. They're not playing with house money now. Things change. They should win this. Things I don't think change. you know the definition of house money. <laughs> we'll give it to you. Look it up. Yeah, go ahead. Check it out. Look it up. Look read up house money. Read what house money is. You've covered Dan Hurley closely on this run and throughout the season. You know, he's true to himself. He is yeah. who he is. Yes, he, yes. He'll tell it like it is. He says, yeah. I didn't grow. I'm not the glamorous Hurley. You know, I, I fought through. Who is? Well, <laughs> yes. Who's the glamorous Hurley? You know, Andrea. Yeah, Andrea. I mean, Andrea. Andrea. All right. What all right, have you made fair. of this run for him? And, and when you fair. think about his brother and his dad, yeah. what's this mean for Danny? I mean, everything. Everything, because he's maniacal, right? Like, He'll admit he can't sleep. He can't deal with before a game the nerves and just pacing and not knowing. You know, they'll call each other, Dan and Bob, before a game just to try to settle each other down. <laughs> I'd love, it's I'd amazing. Love how, about, how about him telling us that he, he all he did was cry before all the right. games in the Super right. Cried. Cried. And he's not he kidding. Cried. Like, this is a dude who isn't built like anybody else. The Hurleys are a different breed. They eat, breathe, sleep this game. They always have. And, and the pressure that's been on Dan, because, again, obviously Bobby was, was the player, right? Bobby was the star player. Bob Sr. was the, the coach. So it's like, what am I? Well, now you're the coach. You've gone to the Final Four. So I think it takes a little bit of pressure off, Dan. But now the pressure's right back on because of who's in the field. So I think that's the hard part right now for Dan Hurley. He's done a hell of a job this year. They lost six of eight at one point. Getting them back, I wasn't sure if he could do it. Uh, but I give a lot of credit to, to Dan and his staff. Brennan Brent Quinn did a fantastic awesome article yeah. on him. If people haven't read it, that's one you need to pick up and go check out. It's on The Athletic. Sorry, go ahead. We'll talk more about that and what this means for UConn. Are they a blue blood if they win a national championship on Monday night? The answer to that question to come. This is the Field of 68. Live from the Final Four, now a word from our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. Today's episode of the Field of 68 After Dark is presented by our partners over at Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play college basketball pick'em, where you can win real cash prizes simply by picking player stats in this weekend's Final Four games. In pick'em, all you do is pick whether a player will go higher or lower on Underdog's projected totals whether it's points or rebounds or assists or all of them combined if you're like me and you think Adama Sonogo is going to go nuts this weekend pick higher on his points projection pick higher on his rebounds projection maybe throw in a lower on Matt Bradley's scoring totals a higher on Isaiah Wong whatever it is that you like put them all together and if you hit them all then you can win as much as 20 times your money on a single game underdog slick mobile app is easy enough that dummies like Jeff Goodman have even figured out how to use it so, go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and use the code FIELD, that's F-I-E-L-D, to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. We welcome you back to the Field of 68 live from Houston, folks. We're at Little Woodrow's. They're doing a great job here. Come and see us. Come stop by. Talk with us. We're here throughout the next couple of hours. We got special guests. We got Jeff Goodman. We got Randolph Childress. We got Rob Doster. I'm John Fanta. Randolph Childress, we talked on Monday Good night. It's great to see you in person. It's great to have you here. I, I, 
by the by the last show with with Jeff and and Rob and Terrence, I said I. We need Randolph on the ACC. We need some voice of wisdom here. So tell me what you made of his conversation that it's a mid-major plus. I'm going to check his Coke here and make sure it's not spiked here in a minute. That's what I'm about to do. No, I, it's, it's... Be honest. Be honest where it no. is now as opposed to where it was. It, well, when? Like, I'm not going to go back... At any point, as, two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, a hundred years ago when you played. It's... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty damn good, Jeff. I'll give you that one. That was a good one. I'm not going to go back that far. Oh, um, man. But, no, I'll say this. The league is in transition from names. We've lost Hall of Fame coaches. If you're comparing it to a time when all the legend coaches was there, it's different. But I think they, they're hitting on the right coaches. I don't think it was as down as everybody else portrays because I never believed all the other conferences were, that good. were as good as everybody said they were. Meaning, we talked about the Big 12. We all, everyone agreed all year long the Big 12 was the best yeah. conference in the year. But yet, the SEC and Big 10 got more teams in the tournament. Mm -hmm. All right, wait a minute. So that's a great point. Which ACC coach do you believe will be next to lead their program to the Final Four? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, I'll, I guess I'll go John Shire here. I guess I'll go John Shire. Next I mean, year? he's doing a hell of a job recruiting. He did a great job. We all, RC and I talked about, yeah. you know, what he did to kind of get that team. Yeah. And they dealt with injuries. Yeah. As a rookie head coach, yeah. it was damn impressive it was. this year, wasn't it? It was. If it wasn't for Tang and some of these guys and such the hype. Yeah. I, you'd I, have I him in the mix. You'd have him in the mix. You'd have him in the mix. It's amazing. It's, Honestly. He did. Way he did better than I job. thought he'd do this Hell year. of a job. Yeah. He did. Why is that? Wait, I mean, just everything he dealt with, right? You're at Duke. You got to replace the legend, not a legend, the legend. You you do it in a way that I think he did his even way. Keel, right? And that team needed it. They had a bunch of young dudes, and, and a couple of them were hurt. Whitehead and Lively preseason, during the season, and then you're dealing with guys that all think they're going one and done. I don't know if you're ever going to be able to think of a situation where a guy had more pressure taking over a job right. ever, right. ever, ever. And going forward, not it's because it's a blue blood and because he followed Coach K. You can't make that up. And I, we said this a year ago. I said because of the, the success that Hubert had the year before, no one had more pressure on them this year than he did. I disagree he, with and, you. And he, I disagree. I, I, I don't know why. How? With what part? Who had more? Because, because of the transition. Coach K's transition to Shire was – was really smooth. 
Jay Wright's transition. Still had it. Jay Wright's transition to Kyle Neptune was not. No, no, no. You think but, Kyle Neptune had more pressure on him? He has more, and now has even more pressure no, going into year he, two. He has more pressure uh, now because amount. of the results now. now. Now, not coming into the year. No, no way. No. Because no he, way. the other thing was that his no best way. player was hurt. Knew Shire would have it's success. Duke, it's we, we didn't. We didn't know. We Shire didn't would know have that. Success, I disagree. Well, with no, 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 no. Heading heading into the season, did not know. Well, my they issue was know. because of the success that Hubert had going to the championship. Because it was Hubert, it didn't matter. He followed up Williams and he took them to the finals. And then so now you come back. You're the guy. You're tabbed as the guy, and again, with a complete – this guy started five freshmen, and none of them was Paulo Bencaro. Right. None right. of them was Zion Williamson. He started five freshmen, and his best player was the one that they didn't think was going to play much coming into the season. I, I just think he did a hell of a job, and if you look at way it more in totality – Way more pressure than Kyle I don't think anybody has had more pressure I don't think anybody's had more pressure It's Duke. Yeah. No it's one. Duke. No one. No one. You're a big East boy. Here's, no one. Here's the thing. So no, no. I get it. You, you, you hey. may look at it a little differently. It is Duke and Coach K. No offense to I think to Jay Duke Wright. can run itself. Really? I'll give you. I mean, I'll tell you what. They can run he, itself recruiting wise. That you're going to get top fifty no, players. No, I think you could both say he did a nice job in year one, but like oh, I he did a better he than nice. Point, he was. Well, Fancy. hold on a minute. He we lost in the first week of the NCAA tournament. Like let's let's not go overboard he on still, better than nice. He still did a hell of a job with he the injuries that they had. Right. He did a good right. job. I, I would, think it was better I, than good. Look, I know I that he was. He didn't win the award, but John Shire would have been my ACC coach of the year. Because if you look at what he dealt with in terms of injuries, in terms of youth, in terms of everything else, getting these guys ready to play. And oh, come on. If, if the officials knew what the hell they were doing, he would have been the ACC regular season now, champion. Did Capel win it, T.O.? Who won the ACC that, coach of the year? Capel? Capel won Capel deserved to win the no, ACC no, coach of the I'm year I'm not questioning award. that he did, but I voted for Capel. I don't disagree with you, but he's one bad call away at the end of Virginia Tech game of finishing the first place, and I think the whole perspective of his voting changes going and their seed going changes. into and their seed changes right. going into the ACC tournament and NCAA tournament. And, and here's, if they're number one seed, to me, this is the thing that sets it apart for for Shire for me is that he adjusted what he was doing to the pieces that he had when he had them. It wasn't just like what we brought in. It's like okay, now we got Jeremy Roach hurt. I got to put Tyrese Proctor. Tyrese Proctor. How about what point. he did in November and December? Right, playing. Yes, he benched his guys. Benching, he benched his, his like, dudes. It took a lot Who of balls. That? Really nice job, Fanson. Yes, I didn't believe in my lifetime that a non-Duke player, yeah, would be coaching on that staff. Okay. Anytime. Uh, that was a, a big move. Like, that was a and great he move. Did that. Right. Yes. I mean, the thing, He's done a lot. He, he, he did a lot yeah. and, and was yeah. bold enough to make the program I'm his. I'm not trying to and rip on John. I'm better. not trying to. I think John's. Oh, I think they're. Right. They could be argued as the number one team in the country heading into next year, if not I mean, top knows? five. Yeah, who knows? They're, but they're going to be in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the return of Proctor. By the end of the year, how good was Proctor? Uh, Proctor's going to. Like, I, I would not be shocked if he was a first team All American. I will have him as a preseason first team All American. Yeah. There it is. Right? I won't. I love them. I mean, he's good. You liked him in the Sorry, Tyrese. I'm a big fan. Well, no, I mean, here's the thing. He's going to put on some weight. He was supposed to be a high school senior. Look at what he did at the end of the year. Right. He was so good. We're arguing two different things. What are you arguing? I'm arguing that the transition, John Shire was extremely involved. This was methodically prepared. You're telling me that Goodman is arguing two different things? I'm not. No, I'm not. He's not. I am. I am. Go ahead. Jump in. Go ahead. Jump in. Jump in. I thought the transition was well done by Duke. That was my well, point. See, he, I mean, better than Villanova's. That's my point. Because there was no foresight. However, here's my, here's my issue. Is 
there was never John Shire is going to be the head coach. He's never going to take over practice. He's never, he was Coach K's assistant. He was completely a first-year head coach. I think taking away from that would be wrong in doing so. Does that make sense? So to say that so to say that Kyle Neptune wasn't in the same boat, I think would be wrong. Also, Kyle Neptune's pressure was alleviated was, without he, Justin Moore. He was Moore. already a whole without already Justin Moore and, and Whitmore to start the year. He was already a head coach. A lot of John. pressure off him. He knew what was about to happen. What what John did was much more impressive than what Kyle Neptune. People did. want Kyle no Neptune. Question. I mean, there are people out there who don't well, think that's Kyle. That's stupid. That's, I'll, that's I'll, ridiculous. Thank you. That, I'll ask you this: They were much better down the stretch. If they're healthy from the entire season. Are we having the same conversation about Kyle Neptune? Well, we, we shouldn't he, have one to begin has, with. Of course no, not. No, no, I'm just saying, if, he's, if he has his full complement of roster. No, he they probably the make year, the tournament. Then they make the tournament, and we're not having this they, conversation. Yeah, oh, they, and we're not saying It's a dumb conversation anything. anyway. Yeah, we're not having I mean, a conversation like negative, but I'm saying the impression as far as his first year. That's all we're talking about, the impression of what you thought his first year was like. Because right now, we're like, oh, he has to do so much better next year. And had he had Justin Moore for the full year, they're in the tournament, and then it's just another villain over you. Now there's a lot of pressure on him year two. Who's playing for them? Well, that's a, that's, that's the a big question now is, is they got to go portal hard. Go portal. And that's not a program that they better have NIL. They're not, they're not a NIL program at their core. They're not a transfer portal program at their core. They're going to have to adapt. You cover John. The only thing I would say is you cover John closely as a player. You've known him for a long time. You talk with anybody around him, and you've talked with more people around him than I have, but the consensus was this guy's going to find a way to have success at but, Duke. I guess, but he was like the last pick. Like he was never even under consideration yes. until the very end when, honestly, Chris Coll couldn't give it to Wojo. He was fired. Couldn't give it to Chris Collins. He was in the hot seat. Capo was in the hot seat. Amaker, Amaker really didn't want it. I, I know everybody says, well. They won't give it to J.D. Right. Imagine if this was the offseason and Kay retired after Capel wins ACC Coach of the Year. Does he get the job? Yeah, oh, wow. great question. That'd be a hell of a decision. Good, very good right. question. That's my point. And that could easily flip. He'd bring them back home. I mean, it's good question. There was options there, and I don't think anybody, because all those guys ran out of here thinking I needed to have head coaching experience hey, before I got the job. You know what? If we agreed with each other on everything, this wouldn't be a fun That's show. Right. I, mean, I appreciate <laughs> the debate. Now, I have to ask you this. Hubert Davis said what he probably was always going to say in that it wasn't as bad as people are saying. We still won 20-plus games. <laughs> oh. <laughs> your, your reaction. I, Hubert is the, the eternal optimist. Yes, he is. I mean, he is, so He's he all, probably believes it. He what does. does he have to do year three? I mean, they, they got to get back to being relevant. Well, first things first, they better get some help for Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis. That That's no no – disrespect but better than, than bringing in ivy league players as transfers they better bring in some dudes they better bring in some guys load up you know they, they lost a lot of their bench as well i mean i don't even know how many guys they've left on the roster right True. now but you got two that really baycott and rj you're going to build around i like both of those guys i think again to me caleb love that ran its course I think it's best for both sides that Caleb Love go elsewhere. That will help. Pete Nance never worked, never really worked with this team and this group. So they got a lot of work to do in the portal. They do. What's they do. The state of Carolina. I, I, I do think that they will. They have a better foundation now, right? They have the guys that, that gave you a certain level. Yeah. Like you knew how good you were going to be with R.J. Davis and, and Armando Baycott, which is about here. You need guys around them to lift that ceiling. And the thing was, in 2022, 
Caleb Love was that guy to lift your ceiling. I feel like in 2023, he was trying to do too much, trying to showcase who he was. I think he was the same. I actually don't think he was much different. I just think he made, he had a couple of huge games when it mattered most. But before March 5th, how different do you think he was? It was it was like early February when they started that run. Yeah. Everyone started paying attention after they beat Duke and Cameron, but it was before that they started making that run. So it was like it was probably a good six to eight weeks that he was really, really good. I think they struggled across the board. They struggled. They, they never replaced Brady Manning's shooting. And it wasn't, every, it was, every, but RC, everybody else struggled. I mean, everybody. everybody across the board. Leaky Black, people don't realize this. Leaky Black shot 40% from three. Leaky Black did in ACC play a year ago. So, and then you had R.J. Davis and Kayla Love that shot in the upper 30s. Oh, they, they were like 38, 39% from three. Shoot. They could and not And then shoot. this year, they regressed back to their freshman year. And they just never replaced Brady Man and Leaky Black. So the three-point well, shoot, I, I and don't, he just I don't didn't have to guard him. That's not, to me, that wasn't a result of them being bad shooters. That was a result of the shots that they were taking. I and think they took the same. That's why I disagree. I think they took the same shots. You do? They did. I, I do. think Caleb did. I think Caleb, yeah, Caleb I did. Because I think he right. takes too I much agree. pressure. Everybody's, hmm. he's taking a lot of the blame when I think everyone around him struggled as well. And I think he's the guy everybody's kind of like, well, oh. we expected he, RJ he, to be better. Yeah, we expected him to be, right. we did. Right. We thought that. All of them would be better, even even Baycott for that matter. Well, Mondo, I thought, like, okay, if he does what he did the, the, the previous year, they're fine. Well, get him the ball. Get him the ball. And, and part of it was on him, but some yes, you're right. You're right. But I mean, he, you feed the beast, and, and for heaven's did, sake. They did some of the time. I, I, again, I just, it didn't fit. It just didn't fit, whether it was, you know, the fact that they, they had no pressure the year before to being the hunted, and yeah. they just couldn't handle that. They just didn't have the... The personalities and the chemistry. That no, that's exactly what that. it was. They they didn't have anyone that took ownership over that team. You ask anybody around that program, RC, you're closer yeah. to them than any of yeah. us were. Ask anyone around that program what changed and what made it flip last year. Yeah. And that was Brady Manning taking ownership of that team and setting a tone where it's like, we're not gonna do that dumb shit. We're gonna play the way that we're supposed to play. They don't they didn't have that guy this year. Like Caleb. They weren't Love, having fun. Yes. They were not having any no, fun. No. Even when they were winning. Yeah, no. It was like I also like we think, can't let I think loose. there was a level level of pressure that that they they found right. and it like once it kind of spiraled they were never able to get it back. No. And like two like last season they never they, they were never at that level. They didn't have that kind of expectation, right. right? So they were able to come in and once it got going like it was fun. It was like, "Oh shit, North Carolina's good again." But this year, it, once they lost the game and they lost a bunch of close games early to they good did. teams that we didn't realize how good they were, right? And then it just kind of started to spiral and it was like this isn't fun. This isn't working. We just want this to be over. We're not going to make it. And it got to the point where it's just like, look, we some people need a fresh start. Caleb Lemon needs a fresh start. I got a question for you guys. There's obviously a talented player there. People that could score 27 points and a half in a Final Four game against Duke with that talent? Yeah. But he's a player. Of course. Where do you see him going, RC? Where do you want him to go that you can unlock that? Who's that? Caleb Lemon. Love. Because wow. we had a, we had a couple ideas last um, night. I said Arkansas would make a lot of sense to me, because that is a place where Musk will coach up confidence in players, and he will put them in a position where it's you're going to go one on one on this night and just go get a shot up, and if you don't miss it, we're going to go I, back to you again. If you don't make it, we're going to go back I, to you. I again. think you're going to have to be incredibly patient with him initially, because you're going to have to if you're asking him to guard and do a lot of different things he didn't do consistently, and how do you change? Shot selection without benching guys. You need depth. You know, you need you depth. Need, like, how do you do that? Like you have to be able. They never to, did that. You've never. You, Hubert you, never yes. did. Yeah, you know, you can take those shots. 
One, he's always see. I don't. I think he's always taking those shots. He just didn't make them. Like he. Well, he then why always, would I want him in my program? Bad shots. A lot if of them he, are bad be, shots. Because he's explosive. Okay. Be, because he's explosive, and if you can eliminate the. You had to rely. Well, on that's just it. Can a coach yes. reason with him? Is he a player that can be reasoned I, with? I think. He, I think. I think he's taken way too much criticism. Okay. He, I feel like okay, I'm not saying we are, but I just feel like everybody feels like he, I agree with because you. he's now leaving. Like he was the reason. Everyone down the line, I think, even to Armando, did not play to the, yeah. the level that they got playing with. 100%. And three point shooting with teams didn't have to guard him. Mm. You just didn't have to guard him. It was it's a totally different team from a team from a year ago that was that shot the ball so well, and then it freed up Armando. Hey, we've got a break. Coming up after this, we'll turn back to this Final Four. How has Grandpa? Jim Laranega <laughs> figured all this out. Back-to-back -back Elite Eights and now the first Final Four yeah. in Miami basketball history. Plus, is Connecticut a blue blood? He'll answer that question. This is the field of 68 from the Final Four. You guys ever get tired of trying to prove that you won an argument? That your takes weren't hot? They were just right? Well, I have an answer to all of your problems. Vaulted is a new sports prediction app that turns your opinions into facts. You can store all your predictions and hot takes in your own vault now and forever. Challenge your friends, keep track of the results, and prove that you are, in fact, the smartest one in the room. Vaulted is also releasing a final four competition called their last four pool. What amounts to a hot take challenge, it has a $5,000 prize pool. Who doesn't like free money? I like free money. So if you like free money like me, then go and download the Vaulted app at the link below Sign up for your free three-month trial and store your predictions now and forever. You know what the best part about the end of the college basketball season is? That signifies the start of spring, the start of summer, the start of hot weather, the start of late nights, the start of weekends on the water, and the best way to stay refreshed during the summer months is with Hornitos Ranch Water, a premium sparkling cocktail with a balance of freshly squeezed lime paired with smooth tequila notes. Hornitas Tequila is a 100% agave premium tequila from the lowlands of Jalisco. It's specifically from the town of Tequila. Originating from one of the most historic distilleries, Hornitos paved the way for all future tequila brands, starting with the tequila name. An official partner of the Houston Astros, you can buy Hornitas Ranch Water in a can, or you can come to Houston's best sports bar, Little Woodrow's in Edo, and get a fresh handmade cocktail with Hornitas tequila. There's nothing better on a warm spring day than Hornitas ranch water and a Houston Astros baseball game. We welcome you back to Little Woodrow's Edo. Little Woodrow's Edo. We are at 2019 Walker Street in Houston, Texas, zip code 77003. We're from Houston. This is night one of six. Let's see if we can put up with each other for six consecutive nights. We got our tequila. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what it's going to take. We have our balls. <laughs> that's what it's going to take. And we have some Jim Beam. <laughs> Terrence Oglesby, Randolph Childress, Rob Doster, John Fanson. We're presented by Bet Rivers. We're presented by Underdog Fantasy. Dagan Hughes is our producer. He's even got his own camera. Dagan, how's our chat? Incredible. How's our chat? Check in with our fans. How's everybody doing tonight? They're wondering about Kim English. They're not They're wondering. Not? I saw four questions in there. Yeah, we're not doing that. Oh. Uh, I, Terrence, huh. <laughs> not, a, not an avenue. We, first off, Kim English got introduced today to a he full did. house. It to was a full, packed. It was packed. How about that? 
It was packed. It was so much nicer than that closet they interviewed in, uh, Ed Cooley to start with. <laughs> Terrence Soglesby, do not get, get all that. Hey, Providence before, brought the heat, before baby. Before we move on, I have a question. Oh, RC, T.O. Oh, RC, T.O. Both of you guys have coached and played at a high level, sure. at a high major level. Ed Cooley, when he went to Georgetown, he's already brought one Providence, former Providence commit with him. Two. Two. There was a two. 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 two former four-star commits with him. Kim English, when he left George Mason to Providence, brought he's already brought two transfers with Not him. Not normal. It is normal. I'm joking. I was, no, I was going to oh. say, do you, is there a problem with that? Not at all. Okay. Can you explain to the people that are watching why? No, well, uh, you want to go first? Go ahead, go ahead. You sure? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I want you to go first. <laughs> Guys go to school to play for a coach. Yes. I, I know that's – I'm shocking to hear fans, you know, react this way, but you go to a school for the coach. Yep. And it's beneficial for the coach, flip side, because especially – not the freshmen, because Cooley brought in a couple of freshmen – uh, but it's beneficial for the coach to bring in some guys from his previous stop because it expedites you Im implementing your curve. culture and, and your learning curve to where you have somebody that's on the team that guys can look to that have already been through, learn the terminology. There's a lot of change. Yeah, Kim I, English is a, is a good young coach. He's a stud. We said it earlier this season. We did it on the DTF podcast mm -hmm. after I got an opportunity to do George Mason and Dayton. I was like, man, Kim English, he's good. somebody's going to get time. a stud from, the, from this guy. And yeah. you're going to bring guys to expedite the learning curve and to have somebody that the guys will look to whenever there's some initial confusion. Here's the thing on, on today, on Kim English's introduction. That scene in Providence, that crowd in Providence, Ooh. their practice facility, for those who have never been in it, I'm telling you, it's as good as any facility that you're going to find in the country. Their practice facility is phenomenal. Yep, They're, just, they're just going at... Cooley, man. That's a dig at Cooley. That's They're all that was. They're digging at Cooley. That's all that They're was. digging at Cooley. Sold out house, baby. Cool. Oh, it's going to be wild. when he. That'll be one of the wildest. I mean, that might be right now the most anticipated yeah. game of next season from a pure yes. hostility you, standpoint. Do you know who will be there for that game? The well, field, the we'll field of 68 will be broadcast. I don't care when it is. I don't care who, like, who <laughs> else is playing that day. We I'm will here for the Our competitors will be I'm broadcasting from there as well. They call I don't you care about I'm just showing. Fuck them. Oh, boy. Okay. All righty. Well, his words, not mine. Here's the thing. You know what? It's To me, as much as there's that arguing about which job's better, which school's better, I'm not here to uh, – here's the fact. Do you want me to answer that question? Here's the fact. Well, go, if you really want to do that, I, go I know ahead. what Goldblum says. What, is, what, what does Goldblum, Goldblum? <laughs> It's Goonblum. Oh, Goonblum. 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 Jeff Goonblum. Go ahead, you two. You haven't weighed in. Go I've ahead. talked enough about this stuff. What do you think? I never – listen – don't you play nice, they'll come no, after no, no. you. We, we, uh, no, he's no, no, walking no. it back. No, 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 I'm not walking it back at all. Because Jeff and I said this last year, we thought that Cooley would be the first choice to take away. So do I think the jobs are even or not? Because the difference is every great coach that they've had has been a stepping stone, just historically. Barnes, Donovan. Everyone. Patino. 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 So, 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 if if this if the jobs were equal, it's ready made to people win. People wouldn't leave and go somewhere else. Right. You don't see people historically leave Georgetown for another job. That's just the easiest way I can explain it to you. To me, though, the, the, to cap this point off, and then I want to get back to UConn, Miami. Providence is Watch ready it. made to win too. Sorry, go ahead. Well, it is, and that's hence the huge fan base that was there. They, they're yeah. reinvigorated both off the Cooley, but off of the fact that they've won a lot. Kim English is a great hire for them because his energy 
will reflect the way the town is. He's already said it. You know, we're going to be amped up. He, Kim's a marketer. He's into mindset. He's tweeting. He play, he's playing guys one-on-one at, right now. At, like, at he the, gets their it. The risk he's of good sounding, for Providence. At the risk of sounding he's like Goodman, basketball. <laughs> at the risk of sounding like Goodman, that dude just gets how to be himself and gets how to have people like him, right? Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. He understands what it takes to be someone that that shows up on Twitter, that has these viral clips yeah. that pop up on ESP. Like, he just gets it. And that's, and that's great because that's Providence. Providence has an extremely passionate fan base, and you're right, winning has been in place there. Providence, yes. anything can be done at Anybody, Providence. Everybody's won at Providence. Everybody. It's a ready-made situation to win 20 to 22 games. All right, let's, uh, let's transition here. Oh, you want me out of there now? Go ahead. No, <laughs> you want it out. You, this is your show, Cowboy. I'm with you. And no, I think it's a job that's ready-made to win 20 to 23 games on a given year because of the fan support, because of the energy around the program. The energy never leaves. I think Ed Cooley just felt that's as though I, I, I took it as stay high as ahead, I could stay, it. A, stay ahead of the mob. I took it as far as I can take it. And stay as, ahead as far of the as it can go. And, and, and that, that, takes whole whole hey, that takes on a whole different meaning at Providence. But that means stay ahead of the mob. <laughs> I, I stay ahead of the mob like everybody gets fired. In this business, everybody gets fired. Well, he was never going to get fired at Providence. You don't know that. Oh, come on. He, goes, he has two no, 14 and 16 seasons. he was never going to get fired at Providence. He, That's a ridiculous job? take. I, I, I think he created he a, a standard. We're not having two separate conversations. All right, let's transition here. So if I love Federal Hill. I do too. Sorry. I hope I'm allowed back. <laughs> that Casarino's that Casarino's chicken parmesan is calling my name. God. I mean, I can't be banned. I can't be banned from Federal Hill, Rob. You're not banned from Federal okay. Hill. They'll get over. It. I love the angel hair. You love angel hair. I love angel it hair. Fanta, the only reason anybody was mad at you is because Portnoy said to be mad at you. And once like those twenty people that They're are still, idolizing. Oh no no, the mentions today are not good. They're all wondering what they say that I. Spited Providence by not being at the press conference today. You, did. I, I, you didn't. You, did. you didn't you go there. You know where he was. You know where he was you, you at Cooley's press, press conference. Where? Front row, baby. Front row. Oh, difficulty. Yeah, yeah. I was in row six. Enough out of you. Enough out of you. You had a private interview. You were in the back. Let's get to the most important discussion. <laughs> row six. Fox can't afford to pay you and uh, put you in first class. There were not. You got, hey, look. You need a better agent. We're talking about the press conference, not where I sat on my flight. He said the front row of Cooley's press conference. No, he, didn't he just say? No, he said I was in row six. Of the press conference. Of the press conference. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about row no, six. No, no, no. Dagan's like. <laughs> now, Dagan, you flew with him today. What did, what did he do Dagan, this morning? Dagan no hear Dagan talk. He put Dagan in the toilet. Oh, they can't no hear can you? No hear Dagan talk. All right, let's get to the most important question of the night. All right. Randolph Childress. Yes, sir. Is oh, UConn a blue blood? No. I, I actually agree with Randolph. You no. don't think UConn's I, a blue blood? What if they win this week? No. It'd be five national titles since this. 1999. They've got more if, titles since 99 than anybody. Uh, yeah, Two but more if they win this week. No, here, so you, you RC, just, here's, here's why. This is why they're not yet a blue blood, but why Dave has a chance to get him there. Because No, listen, this is why. Listen, there's bas- there is basically a 15 to 18 year window where they were one of the best programs in college basketball. And I'm not talking about, like, the early 90s when they made it to Sweet 16s. I'm not talking about, like, getting to an Elite Eight with Tate George. I'm talking about national titles. I'm talking about top five. I'm talking about where you go into every season with the expectation of being a Final Four contender. Not just a team like, hey, you know, if we get the right draw, maybe it'll work out for us. There was a 15-year stretch where that was them, and that was all Jim Calhoun. 
If you want to be a blue blood, it can't be one coach getting you there for like a two-decade stretch. It's got to be something where you go from Dean Smith to Roy Williams. It's got to be something well, where you go from where you go from Roy Williams to Bill Self. Where it's got to be something where you are Kentucky and you're winning titles over the span of 60 years. It doesn't matter who your coach is, right? It's got to be something where, where with Duke, like look at what Duke did with Coach K, right? They want yeah. something in the 80s. They want something in the 90s. They want something in the, 20, uh, in the 2000s. They want something in 2015. It was five decades, wasn't it? it was hey, five I, decades, I, yeah. I'll say this. Your blue bloods, in my opinion, when kids come from all over the country, no matter who was the coach, no matter what was going on, they go to those schools. And I don't think they've done that yet with UConn. I, I, listen, they're great. No issues with them. But name me a kid that's come from Midwest or West to come no matter who's coaching. It doesn't matter. They do have for one who? of the best recruiting for, classes in the country. For Georgia? In, no, for, for UConn? They, they have one of the best recruiting classes in the country. They took a fan I, I, don't want to, I don't want to be mean to RC, so I'm not going to do it. But if you want to talk about a national recruit, recruiting class, listen, do you want, hey, Stacey, Stacey, I'm going to be nice to you and I'm not going to embarrass you. No, no, no. Trust moment, me. Okay? No, no, no. Look at me. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm, taking, the, uh, I'm, I'm taking the professional way out. Taking the professional way out of it? I appreciate that. I'm not going to take the professional way out of it. I'm not going to tell you about the five-star they got coming in from Georgia. I'm just not going to tell you about that. Well, I played with his dad at Wake. So, so trust you, me, I so know him well. Know. I know him well. <laughs> he don't have I know him well. His what dad is, played with me at Wake. Do you think – I'm going to yeah, ask hey, Rob hey, this Did you see part. that flex, by the way? Oh, he totally <laughs> flexed. I, I, I played with his dad at Wake. No, no, no. Okay. I'm just letting you know I knew who you were talking about. That's all. Yeah, okay. <laughs> here's, my, here's my thing. In your opinion, in what world is Miami winning Saturday night? In what world? Yeah, like, do you it, it think they'll win? In this world. Do you I, think they'll win? In this world. I, don't, I don't think that they'll win, but I think that it's very, like, possible for them to win. Here's what, here's what basically needs to happen. Two things need to happen. One, Norchad needs to have, like, one of those 20-20 games where he goes nuts. Possible. Where he is, the, he is a great rebounder. He dominates the paint. He doesn't allow Sonogo to get, to get uh, position on him. He, if, if he is the best big man on the floor, Miami's got a chance. Then you need two of Isaiah Wong – Nigel Pack, Jordan Miller to go nuts. And I'm talking like 30. Well, they both you, can, they can yeah. do that. You need them to go nuts. Because I don't think that Miami's going to be able to stop UConn. I think if you want to go look, go to Bet Rivers, find the UConn team total, whatever it is, take the over on it. Because they're putting up 85 tomorrow. They're putting up what? They're putting up 85 on Miami. Miami wants to get up and down. They'll get up and the down. Game might, but the game might be 88, 85. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it, like, it, if, it Miami, if Miami it has. It needs to be for Miami to have a shot. Yeah, if Norchad can hold his own to the paint. Yep. And the guards go nuts. And I'm just not just talking about, like, they, they have, like, 18 and 5. No, I'm but talking Rob, about, like, 30. Three straight games. Wait, three straight games. How many teams can say this? Hey, Fanta, three, I'm, I'm going to be professional here. Well, hold on. Three, using Rob's line. Can I get the notes before you do that? No, go ahead, please. Three straight games, they've had three different players, Miller, Wong, and Pack, go for at least 26 points. That's mm-hmm. big. All they right. Need, I think they need two of them. Don't What's you? your line? I think Miami wins the game. Oh, okay. Whoa! Randolph Childress has declared Miami's winning Saturday night. That's I, I'm seriously. I, I listen. I think it's. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I think everybody's I taking too. this role. And I said this the other night. You're going off of how UConn is playing this tournament, and they've blown Look everybody out. out. They've been great. I'm oh, with oh, you. Oh, hey, I'm I, with there you. you go. I'm with you. You're picking Grandpa. Miami's Miami's else. resume in this tournament. It's probably more impressive. Look at who they beat to get here. They weren't favored to beat Drake. 
Yeah, but Connecticut's won by a combined 90 points. They beat Iona and St. Mary. If we played them again, you, you would pick them to win those games I'll by that. I'll twist this. I'll twist this on you because I agree with no, this. No, if it's a close game. No, no, no. UConn hasn't been in a close no, 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 game. No, no, That's my point. And what's, the, what's the concern we have with UConn in close games? Their guard play. Who, who can yeah, create the, the shot? Who, who is going to create a shot? I don't against think, their switching when they can't drop a play to get a shot. When they got to give the ball think, to somebody's I don't play. think that it matters against Miami because I don't think Miami has good enough defenders. Miami's got to put up 90 to beat them. And Miami can put up 90 very easily I'll against anybody in the country. And I think this rock. The reason why I think it's a dangerous game from a style standpoint is because UConn, because UConn hedges every ball swing. And now when you get that ball moving, as Miami will, they're going to be driving close. They're going to score. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. There's no question about it. I think the difference will be if they completely dominate them inside, dominate them in the glass. Miami's got to get some turnovers and turn them over, but it's going to be a high-scoring game. I I, I 100% agree with that, and that's why I'm saying, like, if Nigel Pack and Isaiah Wong both go nuts – Miami could win. Like they got a very real chance to win that. I don't game. think they need to go nuts. Who? Good men? Dropping. Yeah, well, I don't know. They I think they looked good really men. good in Vegas. <laughs> so Jeff's got Miami UConn too. Looked, hold on. UConn looked really good. Jeff's in just Vegas. now. Oh, hey, no, they, like, they, about, like, they looked as good. They look good. They are as good. I've seen a team play. Who? UConn in the last. Oh, they're since probably Baylor. Oh, when yeah. Baylor, I agree with when you. That they they are playing as well as anybody has played hey, in the last can I, three can to I four years. Can I play devil's advocate though? Yeah, you play an Arkansas team that we know can't shoot from me to you. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good I, line. I'm just, I'm just. That's a good line. <laughs> that's a good line. I'm not exactly. Are you saying they would struggle on the Papa shot I, here to I, the I, left? I, I guarantee you, I'd take my chances with the four of us on that than I would. I would Arkansas be, perimeter shooting. I would be. Uh, and I'm not saying they're not good. Ricky but Council. That's all right. I'll take your chances. Not as not I would as just like to say for the for record, sure. we already tried to play that Papa shot. <laughs> and when it pops up and you see that last score and it says 20. Wow. Dagan Hughes. I, I believe he a, Oh, he's a baller. He's a baller. At Seton Hall, he was a baller. in the world. Not the best shooter in the world. The high, yeah, just for reference, the high score is 75. If Dagan got 20. <laughs> <laughs> There's hey, no the first day that it's been here. To you. Was, you can go set it. You could set it. There was no reference point there. I'm just giving reference. That's all. No, UConn play. They're they're playing as well as any team I've seen since Baylor. Truth I, be told, they they're I, that I good. I agree. However, they haven't been in a close game in the tournament. And one thing we do know. Now wait a minute. One thing we do know is that RC picked Iona to beat UConn. Don't let him get away with that, fan. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? King King, King Angie. Angie got you, baby. And excuse me, Randy. Uh, I said, hey, I did, I, uh, wait a minute. Hold on, Randy. Uh, Randy says I went to Best Cuts. Randy, I, I have. Don't know about that one. Someone does this, Randy. Why don't go to Best Cuts, I don't Randy? Either. I, I don't say, either. Hey, I didn't say UConn wasn't impressive. I said they were impressive. I just said Miami's resume was hey, here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When it, if it does get close. Shot creation goes in favor of Miami. That's all if I'm the saying. the game is close. And I, and so I, that's the one thing, if you're UConn, that concerns that, you. That concerns you. Yes. If they can keep it close, you're going to have to really play well defensively, which they can. There's a lot of length on that perimeter. My, that's the whole thing. My question to you guys is mm. creating your own shot. Yeah. If you had to list the top three guys in this game, how many of them are on Miami's roster? Three. All three. Two or three. All that's three. the point. That, that's the only, that's yeah, what I'm saying. That's a great I, I just point. don't yeah. think that UConn's going to blow them out. No, no, no. Could they, could no. they, could this they, is the, could they this win is an a, offensive rebound or something like that? I, I can this, see that. This is the championship game right here. 
I disagree. I disagree. No, it's not. Absolutely. No, it's not. That's a cakewalk from there on. San Diego State is tough as nails, man. I think San Diego State is so underrated. I appreciate it. I do think. I do think both of the both Miami and. Uh, both Miami and UConn beat the brakes off of San Diego State. San Diego State, State will be favored against Miami. No. But, but, but they're, no. They're like, no. But they're no. great. Hold on. I, I think Absolutely. that's the opposite. I think, no, I think Miami is the, is the kryptonite to San Diego State. That's what I was going to say. Because, because no, you can swing because, the ball. Because you cannot that control mean that they the won't pace. Be favored. You're, no what you're way. talking about is the matchup. What I'm talking I, I'm no picking way. Miami if no. San Diego is going to set the line. If you go watch, if they play. You think so? I do. I think Here's, the mistake the teams make is on that is again you keep trying Miami, to slow down the Miami pace. Miami is ten spots lower than San Diego State on Kempom. What that means is that that's where the lines come from. I don't care about that. Here's the deal: we, we've talked about Miami and this and that and hey, this and that. If Miami uh, plays uh, San Diego State, it's one on one. San Diego State is killing every piece of offense you got. You beat San Diego State by right. stellar one on one play. That's why Miami. No would one win is that better game. than Miami in this tournament. And then is just better at that game. Hold on, Rob. Hold on. That was loud. I didn't mean to be that loud. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, but UConn's just better at what San Diego State does than San Diego State is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I was really loud. I'm right. sorry. And I, I didn't think mean that to be Miami that loud. would win. <laughs> yeah. Saying that Miami, I think Miami would win, and saying that Bet Rivers is going to set the line at San Diego State minus one and a half are two incredibly different things. That's true. And if you don't believe me, then watch what happens when the lines come well, out. Well, I will. That's I will watch. Say. Guess what? I don't think the line's going to come out. I think exactly. Miami could win the game. I also think FAU is getting counted out here because they have individual playmakers that can make shots. They do. Yeah. They do. Here's the thing with Connecticut. Here's why UConn is a wagon. Adama Sonogo has averaged 20 and 10 in this tournament. He has been an absolute force. So offensive rebounding, this is where Norchad O'Meara is going to get pressured. I mean, everything's on O'Meara's plate on Saturday night. You compound that. Right now, folks, UConn has far and away the best NBA draft prospect in this Final Four. Jordan Hawkins is playing like a man possessed. He takes over games. He'll hit three, four threes in a cycle. It's like he's taking shooting practice. Mm -hmm. But then you combine all that with their depth. Miami cannot match UConn's depth. Nobody can match the level of depth that Connecticut has in quality of it. The fact that they can hand the keys to the car from Sonogo to Klingon, the fact that Joey Calcaterra, Naheem Aline, Alex Caravan are all knocking down shots. And more than anything, Andre Jackson has become this point god of sorts. 17 assists over his last two games. They've got the complete package. Hey, me and Randolph can't get a word out, and he gets a wax poetic for three minutes. It was about UConn. Yeah, that's it, right. Do you, you see how quiet Rob, Rob was? Rob, Rob, Rob you see that. how that was? He loved that. He loved the UConn. Listen, I, 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 Tio and I feel the same way. I, I think it's going to be a hell of a game, man. I'm not going to die. We got to take a break. <laughs> we have to take a break. That's enough rhetoric. That's enough rhetoric. We're going to switch over to our Sirius XM hour oh. in our second hour. Oh we got a full amount of talk on this Final Four, plus an update on the coaching carousel from Jeff. All that coming up and more. Feel the 68, the Final Four. Are you a college basketball junkie? Are you the kind of fan that gets frustrated that this beautiful sport has such a lack of national coverage outside of the month of March? Well, let me tell you about the Field of 68, an all-encompassing digital network of podcasts, live streams, and newsletters that cover the sport at every level on every platform. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, the only way to keep up with college basketball is through the Field of
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.